right, everybody. Welcome into the Lucky Shots podcast. I am Ricky Larson, again joined by Dylan Corbett, uh, and this is the Lucky Bets. Uh, so for Dylan, you can go ahead and catch his podcast on uh, Corbett's Corner. Any of what are all of your uh, YouTube channels or uh, uh, podcast channels? Sure. So you can catch everything in one spot. It's just my name, Dylan, D-Y-L-A-N, Corbett, C-O-R-B-E-T. That's where it's kind of the umbrella for the one channel for all the podcasts. But yeah, I try and do sports talk uh, as many days as I can throughout the week. Anything I find interesting, et cetera. Uh, We get our weekly picks out on Corbett's, uh, usually dropping each Thursday night for consumption on Friday, uh, as you'll be able to catch our picks here. Um, which we went three and two yesterday. So how about that? We carried yesterday for the, uh, for the week and we cash our underdog of the week. So feeling good, better than my picks on my podcast. So I'm giving you the good stuff here, Ricky. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter. Uh, he's got quite a few. You got at Dylan underscore Corbett at core C O R underscore bet or at Corbett corner. Yeah, and I retweet everything on my main page, so real easy right. to find there. Kind of, kind of can just find them wherever. Follow right, all of right. those, uh, and then you can listen to his podcast wherever uh, I believe. Correct. Correct. All right. Apple Pod, Spotify, YouTube, whatever your preference. All righty, sounds good. Uh, so let's hop right in. What'd you think of last week? How how did everything go for you? And uh, you know, what'd you like? Uh, I was pumped to see the Falcons uh, not be the worst team in the NFL. That would be both football teams in New York, I think. Uh, so they took care of the Giants. How about your Broncos? Uh, Teddy Two Shoes just being absolutely a cover machine. Broncos have that in the bag. They're leading the division. I think the most shocking thing is Chiefs fail to cover once again, and they lose outright to the Chargers. Yeah. Uh, what is it? One and two now? Hmm. Sitting at the very bottom of the uh, of the division. Yes. Somebody come up to you before the season started and said, hey, Dylan, there's this like real sweet bet. Week three, the Chiefs are going to be bottom of the division. Mm. What, yeah. what would you have said to that? I would have said the odds would have been pretty damn high. Uh, that would have been uh, – you would have gotten your money for that bet, certainly. I, I kind of talked about this uh, on my podcast I dropped yesterday was – the NFC West, or excuse me, the AFC West has really caught up to the Chiefs. Like, it looked like they were with Mahomes. They were going to rule the decade for 10 years. And then all of a sudden, you get Herbert in there. Gruden figures it out with Derek Carr. And the Broncos made a really great acquisition in Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, I usually they hang on to the quarterbacks too long. They've messed up their quarterback experiments with Case Keenum, Flacco, you name it. But they finally struck gold, it appears, with Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, and I mean, that's that's the beauty of all sports. When you have somebody up on that high tier, it forces everybody else to get better. Sure. Because you got to get better to be able to compete, you know, and we're finally seeing, you know, the AFC West, those teams are getting better because of Patrick Mahomes and how good the Chiefs are. So it's just nice to see. And, I mean, sure, the Broncos, it's been pretty easy three games. But hey, right, right. we'll take those three wins. Uh, more impressively to me would be the Raiders. Uh, yeah. They beat some not slouch teams looking pretty good. And they fought through adversity against the Dolphins. They could have easily just rolled over and had one of those flop NFL games at home where no one expects you to lose and you do, but they fought through it. They win. 
yeah, I mean, that's that's an interesting team. Rugs is a dangerous weapon. Carr is figuring it out. Again, they always seem to fizzle out, I feel like, towards midseason. But, hey, you got to give them props where props are due. And certainly Gruden has earned that contract so far. He's, he's moved the team to Vegas. Uh, you know, he's got them nationally on the map. Uh, that 10-year deal for $100 million seems like it was a pretty – it seems almost like a bargain for bringing Gruden back to the NFL. Oh, for sure. And he's a guy you love to watch, Coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one of the bigger storylines coming up this week, Tom Brady returns yes. to New England, him and Belichick. Uh, I don't know if that's going to interfere with anything else you'll talk about later, but that's something I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, it's one of my exciting things to look forward to this week. Uh, it's the Sunday night football back in Foxborough. I was almost going to go to this game. I thought it would have been super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, you know, it's, the Patriots aren't my team. It's a lot of travel. Foxborough is kind of like an hour away from Boston, so it's a real nightmare to get to. But uh, that in Sunday night football, I'd, I'd enjoy just as much watching on my couch. I mean, I'm going to get the best view of kind of Brady and Belichick. They're already getting quotes out. Like the, the lead up to this week, I think each day is interesting, certainly with Brady, Belichick, uh, Brady coming off the Super Bowl win the season after he departs, you know, Belichick's regime. Uh, yeah, everyone's got their eyes on this game. All righty. So without further ado, let's hop into the best betting lines. According to Dylan Corbett this week, Dylan, go ahead and take it away. Well, I lost on this one, uh, for last week's episode because I was on the Seahawks and Vikings fans. You got it done. Uh, the Vikes got it done. So again, this is a team that could be three and O there was the missed kick in Arizona, a chip shot. I mean, just a total Vikings way to lose. Uh, you probably could have won against the Bengals, who looked pretty damn decent in um, week one. So the Browns look great. They're coming off this huge dominant win over the Bears. It wasn't even a contest, right? So now they're coming into the Viking Stadium, which is uh, – you saw that place get loud on Sunday, and it's going to be extra loud, I think, coming this Sunday too. I might see if I end up going to this game uh, here in the Twin Cities. So I like the Vikings plus two. Uh, let's see if Kirk Cousins, who seriously looks like an MVP so far, eight you know eight or nine touchdowns, no picks. Uh, the yards per attempt are up. The completion percentage is like seventy four percent. It's absolutely insane. Uh, I think the Vikings can win this one. Plus two, we'll take the points. Very interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, you saw Justin Jefferson finally kind of get into the mix of things. I mean, he's been getting targeted, but you know, finally got a touchdown. Right. Um, Alexander Madison didn't look terrible last week, you know. In place he, he's one of the best, uh, him and Pollard, right? As you saw last night, yeah. you can just plug him in and play for sure. And uh, you know, the Browns, they're a good team, they're good. Uh, yeah, regardless of who they're playing, honestly, their, their offense is solid, defense is real dang good. I mean, it doesn't matter who you're playing, nine sacks is nine sacks, and that's, oh my goodness, that's a heck of a game. Yeah, I felt bad for Fields. Um, franchise record, four and a half sacks for Miles Garrett. He like now is the NFL leader, right, because he's at five and a half. And Chandler Jones, who had five sacks in week one, still hasn't had one since, I'm pretty sure. Um, and Jadavion Clowney, which I like, that caught me by surprise. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's a Brown. That's right. So he's on the opposite <laughs> side. Uh, yeah, that's a good team. Baker, uh, even with or without Odell, that's a solid team with Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Um, it's going to be a great game. If, if the only reason I'm on the Vikings is because that's a tough place to play. Usually you see home favorites when they're in their friendly confines, but this is Vegas giving the Browns a lot of credit 
And I'm seeing if maybe the Vikings are kind of people are sour on them. Maybe the public sour on them because they look more at the record and not how they got to one and two. For sure. For sure. All right. What's next? Next play. You're going to like this one. How about the Broncos? Uh, minus one and a half. They're going to get their first real test. You mentioned they haven't played anyone. They played both football teams in New York, the Jets and the Giants. Um, minus one and a half against the Ravens, who probably should have lost to Detroit. Uh, the altitude, how's that going to affect Lamar Jackson, who is a heavy runner for his team? Uh, he's not. He's obviously one of the most hurt backfields with him. He's not going to be able to kind of stifle the load or separate the load from that. Teddy Bridgewater, a cover machine, Vic Fangio. I wasn't a believer, but hey, he's got that defense playing this year. Um, I like Fangs and the Broncos at home, only minus one and a half. You guys got a team this year. For sure. And I mean, the defense, I really like the defense. Uh, it's one of my favorite things about the Broncos most of the time. Uh, now the offense is starting to catch up, but you have Von Miller looking real, real good. Mm-hmm. Looking like he's back in form. Uh, uh, Chubb can't stay out of his own way with the injuries. Tough news there, but you'll just plug and play someone else. Right, and uh, lost the middle of that defense with Josie Jewell. Did pretty all right without him last week. Alexander Johnson is a stud. Uh, But the Broncos offensively did lose K.J. Hamler. And Jerry Judy's on the IR. Like It's kind of surprising how you guys are doing this. Yeah, he was step had stepped up for Jerry Judy. Um, Mm -hmm. But again, he wasn't getting a lot of volume. Yeah. And with both of the running backs in Denver, right? I think they stick more run heavy. And Baltimore does not necessarily is the best rushing defense. So and they finally the Broncos they learned from okay, it's not about just maybe we have a poor offensive line, but you have Bridgewater who now can make plays out of that before you just had Flacco folding like a hat rack. He couldn't move. Um, But now you've got somebody mobile that can extend plays. And Tim Patrick might be one of the most like underestimated receivers in the NFL. Uh, And I got to give a shout out to my boy, Justin Simmons, right? Boston college's own. Love Justin Simmons. That the secondary looks real good. And Again, Ravens don't throw the ball very well. Uh, yeah. Lamar ended up – he threw a pick, right? Kind of yeah, he's, he's always uh, – he always has one errant uh, kind of interception. I still am not sold on Lamar Jackson. I know he's an MVP and the rushing attack is real, the threat there, but he still makes these decisions a little Jameis Winston-esque. For sure. And if the Broncos offense can capitalize on the yeah. plays that the defense will make, I, I think the Broncos have a good chance. Uh, for my third pick, a team that I was on last night, unfortunately, they got routed. They looked bad. Uh, the Eagles. I like them this week because I'm giving a little more, bit more stock to the Cowboys after what I saw last night. What they, I mean, geez, it looks a lot better now what they did to the Chargers uh, and the Bucks, And now you just blow out the Eagles who held tight with the 49ers and blew out the Falcons. So I think the Cowboys with Dak Prescott being back and healthy, obviously make the Michael, uh, Michael Parsons too is electrifying that defense. Diggs had the pick six. He's an electrifying quarterback. Um, so I I'm still, I'm doing a little bounce back like I did with the Lions, who looked awful in prime time against green Bay and then come back and almost beat the Ravens. I'm hoping for something similar here with the Eagles because they're hosting the Kansas City Chiefs, who we've talked about at length. They have not covered a single game. So let's see if we can get the hook Eagles plus seven and a half here at home. For sure. And, uh, you know, it was questions I had about the Eagles, you know, 
coming off of the game against the Falcons. They were like first in all categories, and then you saw yeah. it kind of slip the week after, and then this week Dallas just went crazy. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Zeke went into Zeke mode. He he looked like Zeke Elliott from old this past week, and that offense for uh, the Eagles just didn't look very good, never yeah. really got a rhythm going, uh, but you can credit that to the, the defense for Dallas. But again, yeah, I think a bounce back definitely is in order for them. Too many points, and uh, people are still giving the Chiefs a lot of credit. Like they're they have not looked like the Chiefs. The defense is not good. Um, Holmes is, you know, I didn't like the no look interception. I understand the no look pass is great, and you know maybe the receiver should have caught it, but he wasn't expecting it. It was a little behind him, and it's an interception. It's like, all right, guys, we understand you're good. Go out and win your games. Right, exactly. It's it's kind of the argument of everybody's like, oh, the Broncos have only won against bad teams but mm-hmm. those are the games you're supposed to go out and win yeah these are in games where they're supposed to go out and win and they're not winning right so i think the eagles got got a chance to make some sort of upset this week is for sure yeah certainly that's something to look at i mean the chargers as six and a half point dogs just took out the chiefs too and i believe that was at arrowhead uh yep. this is in philadelphia um uh, my last play a team that is not going to win and that's the new york football jets um let's do it we got to lay the points with the titans minus seven and a half jets have not covered a single game they just got blown out by the broncos they got blown out the week before and that was after keeping it close against carolina i don't think this team's good um it is in new york but they're probably going to be hearing more booze at home than they are with the titans coming in seriously um so i like the titans to roll i, I think that's still a, a very solid team is there any sort of bright spot you see from this game, or is it just going to be a shellacking on one side? I think it's going to be a shellacking. It's going to be a lot. I mean, you could just run, get a quick lead. Though the only reason this Colts-Tennessee game was close was because they had like minus three turnover differential, and they won by nine, which was like one of the crazier games in NFL history. Um, so I, I get a couple touchdowns and then just run it with Henry. Who's going to stop them? Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot a la the Broncos-Jets game, just over before it even started. One thing I do want to say about the Jets, C.J. Mosley could could go out there and lay some hits. Yeah. Uh, Melvin Gordon had a kind of free shot into the end zone, and then all of a sudden he was laying on his back. C.J. Mosley came <laughs> and ran him over. Uh, so I, I think that'll be a little fun matchup to watch. Is Derrick Henry – big and powerful against CJ Mosley having a running head start at him. So maybe we'll see some good pops this week and that'll be what we can look forward to in that game. Um, Wrapping up with the underdog of the week, which we cashed this past week, Falcons coming back at home against the Washington football team. I'm biased. I'm a Falcons fan, but (laughs) the football team doesn't look good. They just got torched by, I know probably arguably the better team in the NFL with the bills, but uh, they didn't look great against the Giants. They did not look great against the Chargers. Falcons have a potential here after getting busted by the Eagles and then blown out by the uh, Buccaneers. They get a win, usually in a game that they typically lose as a franchise. Road trip win over the Giants, coming back home, taking on the football team without Fitzpatrick. Heineke hasn't looked great. Um, let's see if we can roll it over two in a row with our Falcons. This is uh, non actual real football talk Heineke hasn't been bad for uh fantasy though you know yes. he's, he's going out throwing for a lot of yards 
He's because he's all he's garbage time, right? He's right. got to have to come back from behind. He's going to get his stats. Not unlike Jalen Hurts last night, who almost kind of saved some people's uh, weeks. Yeah, I got. I, I noticed when I was looking at the stats from that game, they outgained the Cowboys in total yards and had like 303 passing yards, and Dallas only had like maybe 260. But right, Dak also had what four touchdowns. Yeah, and it was just turnovers, uh, yeah. costly turnovers by – I mean, Dak didn't even have to take the field because there was the pick six, and yeah. yeah. For sure. All right, so now we're going to hop into some DFS. Mm-hmm. Uh, players that you yourself would want to bet on if you were to build a lineup for this week. Um, so we'll start with your quarterback. Who's that? Okay. Guy? Yeah, so looking at some DFS kind of budget plays, I uh, don't want to, you know, Mahomes, I, I played last week and he was fine, but uh, let's see if we can get a little bit more value throughout the lineup here. I'm looking at Derek Carr, who leads the league uh, in passing yards. He's only 5,900 right now, uh, and he's he's 100 yards ahead of Brady. Like, this guy's going to get his stats. They're against the Chargers. I could see this being a shootout. Uh, I like Derek Carr to anchor my lineup at quarterback. I like that. Uh, I honestly like Carr for most things. I think uh, because, correct me if I'm wrong, but he's had either 300 or very close to 300 yards passing each of the last three weeks. Yeah, uh, more than, I'm pretty sure. Uh, So quarterback is a place I would spend up on. Um, But you won't have to spend up too much. Aaron Rodgers at 6,800. Yeah. Playing Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh not looking good in any sort of way. Uh, And then you just saw Joe Burrow go out and he's been kind of struggling so far this season, looked pretty good against the Steelers. And you had Aaron Rodgers go out against a good, a very good 49ers team Mm -hmm. and put up some great numbers. So I think Aaron Rodgers here, uh, it's a bit of a spend up, but it's still decent budget uh, as compared to Mahomes for eight grand. Right. Rodgers, I mean, you usually see him in Mahomes territory. So 6,800 is definitely uh, solid and he can outperform uh, Mahomes. My running back, I'm sticking with another guy we got for a bargain last week, and that's Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I mean, he's bouncing back from that costly fumble back in week one. Uh, He kind of went off this past week. Look what Zeke Elliott that we aforementioned did to the Eagles last night. I'm not shocked or surprised if Edwards Hilaire is able to do similar things against Philly. Only 5,400. So, uh, you know, DFS not really still respecting his performance. I think you can hit him uh, for a couple of weeks in a row here. For sure. Uh, then at running back, it's it's kind of hard looking here at uh, a lot of these guys, but – I, I'm pretty sure I chose him last week uh, on your podcast, but Cordero Patterson against Washington. Mm-hmm. He, I, I'm at the point in my uh, fantasy teams where I have Cordero Patterson on my bench. And in yeah. one league, at least I am putting him in. And in my other league, I am seriously considering. And he's sitting here at 4,900 against Washington who their defense I've talked up their defense a lot in the offseason. Yeah. They're they're close to the bottom. Mm-hmm. And especially since this runs in PPR, he gets a lot of passing work and outscores Mike Davis. He's a guy that you can go out for 4,900, not break your bank, and have some good production. Yeah, that's a great play and a great point about the Washington football team. It, it kind of shows that defense doesn't, 
exactly translate year over year exactly. It does look like it has serious. Chase Young can't do it all. It looks like it has fallen off. Um, I lost my train of thought there. Oh, yes, uh, Cordero Patterson. Um, I believe he was our leading receiver in the win over the Giants, and you could plug him in at running back. He's going to get touches in the backfield as well. They look to him in the red zone, uh, even from the run. So, yeah, that, that's definitely a, a good play there, and you can obviously shift him throughout your lineup. Um, receiver, I'm looking at the 6,000 mark with Amari Cooper and Dak back certainly helping his stock. Um, so I like Cooper. there, still relatively cheap and a guy that is just still amassing targets for a pass heavy. I, I mean, that offense is pretty potent for the Dallas Cowboys. For sure. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at a guy who just finally got his way back into, uh, the lineup last week, Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. Sitting at 5,800. He's going against Minnesota who, you know, like, like we kind of talked about, they're a little underrated. They go out there and they compete, but they don't the necessarily hold yeah. uh, off opposing offenses to, you know, bad games. And with Landry going to be out, he's on the IR. So you don't really have another passing option besides in the backfield where you'd go to hunt or sometimes Chubb. Uh, so I think Odell, and he looked really good this last week, you know, yeah. especially first game back. You saw Baker was like, all right, get him the ball, get him the ball. So I think he's a very good play at 5,800. Yeah, certainly against the Vikings cornerbacks too. Uh, I know they bounced back a little bit against the Seahawks, but uh, that's a solid play. My, my uh, here, Here's a super value play for the tight end because it's basically Travis Kelsey and everyone else, right? And then you're just throwing right. darts. Um, so my big fantasy draft here, it's like, you know, late rounds. And I'm just, I see the Pat Fryermuth and like almost as a joke, I'm like, all right, give me, give me Pat Fryermuth. And I changed my, my team names, the fighting Fryermuth. I'm trying to trade him to everyone. Let's play him this week. He found the end zone. He's only 3,100. Like if you're overspending throughout your lineup and you just need to plug in a guy that might get that red zone TD, Patty Fryermuth's your guy. Let's see if we play him and stream him this week. He's a guy that if uh, you played him last week over Hawkinson, over Gronkowski, which yes. is what I did, he outscored them. Yes. And my my favorite thing, you might possibly change your uh, team name to this. I watch uh, the Fantasy Footballers. I don't know if you know who they I've are. I've heard of them. Follow them, yes. Yeah. They, uh, they love Pat Fryer Muth, only because they get to say the Muth is Luth. <laughs> yes yeah no i literally only roster him so i could have my name somewhat involved to him right right uh so for my tight end uh we're going back to that atlanta washington matchup okay not taking kyle pitts Oof. taking logan thomas at 4900 uh he's a guy that's been in on my team the past two years i haven't played him the past couple weeks chasing uh, you know, Jared Cook and those kind of matchups. Mm -hmm. Logan Thomas, regardless, especially with Taylor Heineke, he'll find the end zone at least once and his targets go anywhere from five to 10. So I, I think he's got a lot uh, to look forward to this week against Atlanta. It's a game where they should, well, throw the ball quite a bit because yeah. they just do with Taylor Heineke, I guess. Uh, so he's a guy that, I think could put up quite a few points for you this week. And again, if you want to spend up elsewhere, 
he's he's less than five thousand. Yeah, Logan Thomas found the end zone late in garbage time against the Bills. Kyle Pitts, I don't think Arthur Smith has really figured out how to use him yet. He was kind of visibly absent uh, in the Giants game. and it, it was weird, too, that game, because you thought, okay, maybe it's offense, Giants, Falcons, you know, two terrible teams just scrapping it out, and it was just a, it was a weird 17-14 game. Uh, I think the opposite with, uh, you know, who knows, but – uh, the Falcons certainly don't have a great defense, so we'll see. It's probably going to be a shootout in Atlanta. You know, th- these are my thoughts with Kyle Pitts. As athletic as he is, as big as he is, just put him out on the field and put him somewhere in like a slot position, a little flanked off uh, the line of scrimmage, and just work those favorable matchups. He's going to be mm-hmm. against linebackers who aren't as fast as he is, not as athletic, just – Give the guy a shot, target him more, right. you know, pound that into Matt Ryan's head. And honestly, Falcons, you got nothing else to lose. Just throw the ball 50 times a game. I'd yeah, love to see seriously. it. We'd love to see it. Everybody would like to see it because you, you aren't running the ball effectively. So just yeah, throw it a bunch. I agree with that. I, I hope they can get it done. I also hope your play caches with I'm sure Thomas will eviscerate our defense. <laughs> uh and then at the flex spot, so you can put running back, wide receiver, tight end here. Uh, these are normally your budget players anyway. So mm-hmm. who who do you think would be that best budget player if you spend up elsewhere? Yeah, you know, there are a lot of different ways you can go. I, I'm wondering if maybe since I've got it kind of on the cheap, if I might spend a little bit more here on the flex spot. But again, yeah, I mean, I went with Mixon last week. I've already got Cooper. Yeah. Mixon didn't really do anything great. You know what? I might actually, I've got Pat Fryermuth in the bag. I'm hoping that he'll get that red zone touchdown. I think I'm going to flex Travis Kelsey and just bank on high, uh, high floor, lots of targets, lots of yards, probably going to be a shootout in Philly. I think I'm going to sneak in Travis Kelsey there since I've got my lineup relatively low. I like that. Uh, so last week on your show, or not even on your show, this was afterwards, I had sent you my couple of lineups on DraftKings. The news of, uh, T Higgins being out. Yeah. That hurt me as well. Chase in a great spot Mm -hmm. on DraftKings. He was still super cheap and I don't understand why they continue to let him be super cheap, but he was my flex play. So my advice there, I guess, would just be look at what the options are because you never know who's sitting down there for super cheap that you're like, hold on, a guy ahead of him is injured or the -hmm. situation for him is really good this week and plug him in there because Chase, I think, was one of my highest scoring people on my team and I got him for probably the cheapest out of anybody else. Yep. No, I totally agree with that sentiment. Is uh, you always find these guys that could go off. Darius, you know, Darius Slayton's a guy. I know he's injured, but he's a guy that always has a weird kind of go off game. Um, yeah, there's. I mean, Tim Patrick's a guy that I look at as always a reliable play that you can find in those lower depths of prices. And I'm going to preface all of this with, don't listen to me. I've got the kiss of death or something because. Anytime I'm like, all right, I'm high on this player. I'm going to play him. I'm going to cash in on him. They get hurt. You know, Sterling Shepard this past week um, really, really just hurt my feelings. Uh, Hopefully he's back soon because not only did I bet on him in two 
DraftKings lineups. I also put him into my normal lineup. Luckily, he didn't seek me, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So anything I say, take with uh, take with caution. Okay. <laughs> of course, of course. All righty. Anything else for you? Uh, no, I've got my, uh, let's see that. So that's my DFS lineup. I've got things I'm looking forward to. We talked about Cleveland Vikings. I'm kind of excited to see which teams for real or not. Are the Vikings going to say, okay, our record's not who we actually are. We're going to win a really solid back-to-back solid games at home as dogs, or is Cleveland going to assert themselves of, Hey, the chiefs look down. Everyone's talking about the bills. Why aren't you talking about us? So I'm looking forward to that. And we already talked about Brady making the return to Foxborough. Uh, the game that I'm going to be most interested to kind of flip through on the red zone is Arizona Rams, both undefeated divisional game. Uh, Kyler Murray looking like an MVP. Matthew Stafford looking like an MVP. Kingsbury McVay. I think this is going to be an awesome game. Yeah, that's the one thing I'm most looking forward to. And the problem is it's not even a primetime game. It's it's a late <laughs> afternoon game. Right, and right. I, in my opinion, it was kind of like Bucks Rams this past weekend. Yeah. Yeah. In, in my opinion, I'm like, you know, cool, cool storyline. Brady goes back to New England, but that's not going to be a game. Who gives a shit? Right. <laughs> like, no, ex- exactly. That was my point. Yeah. We're going to no, see I, what Brady's, you know, emotions look like when he's back on the field for the first time. And then it's going to be, you know, 48 to three and it's over. Yeah. And he's going to be playing pissed off because they played yep. so, you know, not good last week uh but yeah i mean i want to see just how good both of these offenses are and see where those defenses also sit you Mm -hmm. know uh the rams tout a really good defense most of the time you have arizona who week one looked really good week two looked really good last week looked pretty good so Mm -hmm. where are those defenses going to stack up against two of the better offenses in the league, a lot, a lot's going to come out of that uh, in this game. So I'm, that's what I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, I agree. I think these are both going to be playoff contenders. I thought the Cardinals really looked like they could sneak. I mean, it's a loaded division, but that could be the team that makes that step from good team last year, missed out on the playoffs. Maybe they cracked through this year. Hot take real quick on that division. Yes. How many of those teams make it all four, three of them, uh, I, I think the Seahawks might be holding the bag and get left out. I, you know, I can't say that because I, the 49ers haven't really impressed me either. I wonder if, if there's going to – I mean, Trey Lance scores again, right, in the yeah. very limited role that they're using. When are they going to call for him to take over for Jimmy G? I mean, Jimmy G's fine, but it's kind of – you know, 49er fans are getting a little bit complacent with – uh, what they have currently, and especially knowing that they've got perhaps the future sitting behind them looking good. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, when uh, Lance came in, scored that touchdown right before the half, I looked at uh, the guy I was watching the game with at work. I said, well, that's it. Trey Lance should be the start of the rest of the season. Right. Yeah. No kidding. And, I, a lot of people felt that same sentiment. Yeah. And then Jimmy G came out and I was like, okay, I guess not. Yeah. You know, Kyle Shanahan did not feel the same way, I guess. Yeah. All righty. But that's it for uh, today's show, folks. We want to thank Dylan for being in. Uh, always enjoy having you. A lot of fun. Good insight. Um, I'm going to go put all my bets in after yes. we get done. Uh, Let's keep it going. For sure. And then, again, you can catch all of his shows 
on anywhere you listen to podcasts on YouTube, uh, Dylan Corbett. Yep. And you can follow him on Twitter at all of those different places. You want me to read those off again for you? No, I got, I mean, <laughs> I can plug myself here. Appreciate it, Ricky. And we'll have you on as well on my podcast level. We've been kind of doing, get the betting atmosphere onto your network, uh, getting some much more fantasy football advice on the mind. So it's been good stuff. Uh, Dylan, D-Y-L-E-N, Corbett, C-O-R-B-E-T. That's where you can find me on basically uh, YouTube, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and then there's just an underscore in between my first and last name on Twitter where you can find most of my stuff there uh, okay. for those of you that tweet. Appreciate it, Ricky. Thank you. Appreciate it. Make sure if you're watching on YouTube, go listen to the podcast version. If you're listening to the podcast version, Hop on over to YouTube. All the links for everything are in the header for the YouTube page. Thank you, Dylan. And good luck, everyone. Good bets. Good money. See you later.